0: In this episode of the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast, I feature Brooklyn-based artist William Villalongo. His work includes painting, printmaking, sculpture, and installation art. He is a recipient of several awards, including the Lewis Comfort Tiffany Award and the Joan Mitchell Foundation Painters and Sculptors Grant. His work is included in several permanent collections. The Baltimore Museum of Art, Denver Art Museum, Princeton University Art Museum, the Student Museum in Harlem, the Whitney Museum, and the Yale University Art Gallery, among others. William's most recent solo exhibition was presented by the Susan Inglett Gallery in New York City in March this year. William will have a solo museum exhibition originating at the Grinnell College Museum of Art in Iowa in 2023. His work has been reviewed in Art in America, The New Yorker, and The New York Times. He is an associate professor at the Cooper Union School of Art in New York City. Please visit his website for an expanded bio. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks, and please enjoy my interview with William Villalongo. William, I appreciate you joining me today on my Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, my pleasure. Let's start earlier in your life. When did you discover your artistic passion?:
1: I say pretty early on i you know i don't I don't remember uh, not making work like since finger painting, but I, I, I suppose uh, I could I, I had a more sense of it, maybe in sixth grade that I might be doing this thing. <laughs> And not ever, you know, stopping, you know, at a certain point it became like, uh, this isn't, this isn't something that's going away. And I'm, and, and the, from there, I've, I've sort of continued to pursue it actually.
0: Did your parents encourage you? Uh,
1: I wouldn't say uh, actively. They, uh, you know, they never discouraged, uh, never discouraged me from it. And it definitely was something that kept me out of, trouble um, and kept me sort of connected you know connected to i think you know it's uh, you know studying in school and things like that there was some sort of motivation towards making and you know trying to be like a decent citizen <laughs> <laughs> or something he's focused let's keep yeah, him focused just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny
0: do you recall if there's any artists that influenced you early on
1: wow um, it's hard to, it's hard to name one, but I, I suppose everything that came to me at that point, um, uh, was coming through, you know, my high school art teachers, maybe like they think that's maybe the first time I like really registered that there were these artists out there that people did this and that there were, you know, uh, there was some sort of canon or catalog of work. Um, I had a a wonderful um, high school art teachers, and so I was introduced to people like Archibald Motley pretty early, I think, you know, 7th or 8th grade. I saw like a Doc's Thrash show, the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Um, That was The the Philadelphia Museum of Art was like sort of a place that, and and I would say also the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, Um, those two institutions were places that we visited uh, when I was a kid. So I, uh, I connected to, you know, that I think those are the things I influence, you know, it's hard to, to, to know, um, or it's hard for me to kind of remember, but I was, I, I do remember being, you know, impressed that, that there were these huge spaces in which, you know, people cared about this stuff and, and, uh, and that there was some sort of possibility there. Um, and, you know, and, and, uh, and I grew up in South Jersey and and the the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art has, you know, a lot of these, I I would say, um, regional painters, uh, that were, that found their way to a high, high school, Bridgeton High School, uh, South Jersey, and, uh, either by, um, you know, some lectures or something, um, artists like Glenn Rudderow and Pat Witt. And these are people who went out into nature and, you know, in an plein air. And, um, and there was, so, you know, that was the kind of, that was the kind of introduction is really going to Philadelphia and seeing this, seeing this, was uh, those places. Um, and, um, but I could, I couldn't tell you what, what, what was the spark, you know, of, of, in in all of it, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So fast forward to now, what motivates you to create work?
1: Uh, um, I, I guess uh, it's it's uh, the motivation really is is wanting or uh, wanting to connect with the with a feeling of being present. Um, it's something like it, making something, uh, and I guess in the way that I do, um, sort of takes takes a, a, a focus that I, that I think is very, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not therapy, but in some ways it, 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 it's grounding knowing that you have this material and that you're going to sort of enact on this material. And there's kind of no way of kind of going back, you know, like once you, once you start, you're kind of on this path. And, um, and and you have a sense of time um, connected to that, um, and you feel that that sense of time passing. That's always been what this kind of core, right? Like uh, I would say, um, motivator, and the other motivator, which is much more cerebral, I guess, is, is um, you know just the, the the unsettling feeling about how images represent us. I mean, particularly how uh, blackness is represented, black people are represented, underrepresented, misrepresented, uh, what represents, you know, the, you know, what represents us, what can be said to do that? I think about, those are, those are things that I, I think about, um, I guess, because, uh, it's, you know, it, it connects to sort of like the, du, du, Bois, du Bois idea of the, you know, a double consciousness. I, I, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, I think it's a feeling that I think I experience in the world. Um, this kind of, um, you know, th- this kind of feeling of 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 seeing yourself through through others' eyes, and so that I think that that is something that's kind of always in my in the kind of more cerebral regions of, of when I think about creating something. Like a, it's something that I need to kind of address.
0: And how do you define black art? Are you categorized? Is your work categorized as Black art?
1: Um, well, I guess it depends on who's doing the <laughs> categorizing. <laughs> I, I don't This The type of, you know, like, you know, we, the, that question to me is, um, I, I guess it's sort of problematic and it's fraught. And I don't know if you could actually answer it right. I don't know if you can answer it wrong. Um, I have a simple marker, which is, it's it's black art is uh, whatever a black people make. Um, I don't. I think I definitely think the notion of defining is maybe maybe dangerous, right? Because um, there's there's no room for for future discovery after something's defined. So at, at best, black art is, is is an evolving, right? Evolving um, and conversation that is coming out of um, Black culture. I I think that's the best that I can do.
0: That's good enough.
1: (laughs) 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 So uh,
0: earlier you touched on your materials. Um, Share with us what materials you use in your work.
1: Yeah, I use, uh, I've used a range of materials. Uh, um, In my most recent show, Sticks and Stones at Susan Englick Gallery, um, these are all Works on paper, um, and there are two video sculptures. Um, so the the paper uh, is a it's a velvet uh, flocked paper. Um, it's it's a traditional paper in some sense. I think uh, maybe in the 19th century, these papers were used for pastels, um, and they you know they. Uh, but I've taken to cutting. Um, paper it's a this black velvet paper um, and collaging um, with it. Um, I use I often will um, uh, source images and and print them, use them as collage elements. I paint with the acrylics um, and um, I use uh, velvet flocking which is a, f- a fiber uh, you know a, a velvet fiber coating. Um, and I've I've used that to um, coat fiber coat on you know on painting panels um, on sculptural um, pieces um, and yeah the, the, I I would say that's the you know usually when I'm making paintings they're on a wood panel um, and I'm mostly using a, acrylic a, acrylic paint um, and collage elements that are paper.
0: So, so your practice includes painting, printmaking, sculpture, and installation art. What do you enjoy the most?
1: Well, uh, that's, a, that's a funny. Hmm. I suppose I I enjoy well I enjoy process. So, it's it's a hard question to answer because if I'm painting, um, there are certain things about you know modeling paint. and um, and rendering that I think are really enjoyable. Um, And in some senses, I'm trying to find a form. Uh, You know, the goal is to find form um, in in any of those mediums. I know that's like a non-answer, but (laughs) I I enjoy all of them. But I think, you know, I think definitely the 2D things are things that I are, are, that are, Kind of the oldest things for me, you know. They they're kind of uh, these these immediate sort of um, ways of working that I've been connected to since I was, you know, a, a kid. Um, so they I have the most history. And then and when it comes to you know making a video or, or dealing with sculpture or objects, they, those things really expand my mind, and uh, and 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 they really make me, you know, think about the other work, like the painting and and works on paper or drawing, and how, you know, how I can um, get to ideas and just in other ways. Mm
0: -hmm. Are there
1: particular concepts or thoughts that connect your work? Um, Larger concepts, I I feel like I'm really, I think a lot about, I think a lot about the consequences of, of forced migration, and how that sort of frames, you know, how that frames me and my, my family history, um, being somebody, you know, definitely from the black Atlantic, uh, um, father's Puerto Rican and my mother is African-American. So I say I'm black on both sides, but, (laughs) you know, those are two, two histories and stories, um, that, uh, that connect to the black Atlantic and have their, And both have their beginnings in in that, in this kind of moment of, um, this moment of forced migration. So, you know, I I think a lot about culture that comes out of that, you know, how, um, how they're, you know, the the type of continuum of how we might understand those histories now. So those are the things that sort of, that I tend to be reading about, searching for information for, um, you know, caught up in that, uh, I, I, maybe early on the, the notion of primitivism was something that I, that really struck me when I was in college, uh, this, you know, I, I was having this almost surreal experience where I was taking courses, um, in African art and, um, in avant-garde um african literature poetry Um, at the same time i was taking you know courses in modern art and both uh these these uh spaces were um had came together in this notion of primitivism and in a sense we're addressing you know addressing that notion um from do from two very different perspectives you know this this and the primitivism being like this this notion of of a, a type of affinities uh be, between um between modern art and African art objects uh, and um i always found that to be extremely fascinating in how complicated and we understand those histories and and i think before that moment i never you know i never I, I knew about things like um, in cultural studies. You know, I, I knew about you know the middle passage and forced migration, and I knew um, I knew that um, I, I I learned so much about you know modern art, and, but I but there was never this moment where they 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 seemed very they seemed very connected. Like you no, know, I didn't see myself very much in that. Uh, uh, in in that sort of Western history, until I until that kind of idea came up or that moment came up, and I was like, you know, oh wow, this is uh, this is this kind of connector. I'm not sort of in this kind of conversation of modern art that I'm having in in the predominantly white space of of, of school. I'm I'm visible here, you know, problematically maybe, but that I'm, um, I'm, I'm in there. And, and so I, you know, I've, 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 since then I've been how you know, really looking at that and it's led me to maybe in, in um, to ask a lot of questions, I suppose.
0: Do you ever think about your audience when you're creating work?
1: I do. Um, it's another one of those tough questions <laughs> <laughs> that are, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I I want you know I, I think about making things that, on one hand, black people can see themselves in, um, and can feel uh, a sense of 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 an imagination um, that is, uh, you know, beyond the corporeal, beyond the skin level, and I and I I. I Think I'm also making things for people who, um, who may not be black but are interested in understanding us as as connected to the the, the larger, you know, project of humanity. Um, and I think that you know, so I think art is um, a place where I think you go in a sense to try to find you know things and people who are who are who are wanting to, you know, connect us in that way, connect everybody in that way. Um, and so, so, yeah, I mean, I think about the audience to that extent.
0: Interesting. Um, when in the creative process do you think about the titles of your paintings and drawings?
1: It's, it's, def, it's uh, wow, it's it's all, it's a little bit all over the place. And, and in some senses, it's, it comes before, it comes after. Um, it's
0: depends on your mood.
1: I I mean, maybe, (laughs) you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of see if I can figure out like a, (laughs) a, a way to kind of thread the needle. It's so there, there's this, there's this moment, right. Either in, in the process of making something or in the process of having made something and reflecting on it, I think is where it, it is where it really comes. It's, it's, and it's like the imagine the piece imagined in my head or being, being, being pulled into, you know, existence is right. I obsess over it, um, until it's done. And then I obsess over it a little bit more after it's done. And, the, and there's this place where that, where that starts to connect with, um, memories it starts to connect with like music. You know, it connects with quotes and uh, from things that I read or things that have influenced me. So there's always that, and and then titles come. And my titles are, are general. You know, they're usually connected somehow to the, a song or a quote, or you know, it's usually that sort of thing. It's titles come when there's, um, I guess when in this space where the piece has gotten to the place where it can handle language, right? Like where it can begin to wrap around a kind of, a, or have a sense of a verbal language.
0: What would you say, um, what is the purpose of art? Mm.
1: Well, I, I, I think it really is about connecting us with our own humanity, and I, that that might sound I don't know, grandiose or something, but it—it's some—it's um—it's the way that I think I—I I think about that, and I don't—and I don't think it has to be. It can be very superficial, and it can be very—it can have a lot of depth. But I think at the at the at the core of it is that is this connection. Yeah,
0: as they, as they say, art will save us. I've been enjoying this conversation. And uh, I have one f- more question for you, and that is, what do you feel is your role as an artist?
1: I guess my role as an artist is to, you know, from for me, it's it's about remembrance. It's about uh, my role is, I think, making making things that uh, that allows us to remember and have discussions about about the past. That find themselves in, in our present, having thinking about things that are maybe unimaginable or difficult uh, questions, and making something that can allow for um, or allow a space or carve out a space to um, have a discussion
0: it's um. Thank goodness we have artists, I tell you. its uh, I know that when I see it or hear it, it's uh, very fulfilling. So don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. It's been great speaking with you today, William.
1: Likewise, Phyllis. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. For additional content, please visit CerebralWomen.com and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram.